0: Our topic today is around uh, a matter uh, that is a very, very uh, laser-focused area by the Office for Civil Rights. I would presume that with this audience, everyone's familiar with OCR, but in case you're not, the enforcement agency around the uh, HIPAA privacy, security breach notification rule. We're gonna dive into one of their very, very hot areas, uh, talk about um, the, the problem, the challenges that organizations have uh, completing what we dubbed OCR quality risk analyses, talk about some solutions and how to go about doing it, talk about the results of doing that good work, and then ultimately uh, present you with some resource materials. So one of the things that um, in the outset I want to mention as soon as my slides advance is that um, this is a, a serious legal subject matter, as is all subject matter related to state, federal, Local privacy, security, breach notification rules and regulations. And we're not giving uh, legal advice today. Uh, I'm not an attorney. I've not played one on TV. Uh, We uh, advise you to seek out competent counsel as it relates to any of these matters. The second point um, these materials we uh, provide to you freely, as Catherine indicated. uh, We ask that if you intend to use them under any circumstance outside of normal uh, use under copyright. Uh, laws that you uh, check in with us. And then finally, we will ask you that uh, whatever you may use, please do not remove any indication of, uh, or attribution to Clear Water compliance. Uh, Catherine, thank you for the kind words for the interested reader. There's uh, a couple of more uh, things about my background here. Uh, Just want to mention, as I've moved into the role of chairman of the board of our company, and we brought on a leadership team, I very, very much continue Uh, to support our team and educational events like this. I'm authoring a book at this time. I'm doing some litigation support uh, as an expert witness and uh, having been a lifelong learner continuing uh, my educational uh, journeys as well. Um, uh, Topics as it relates to cyber risk management uh, around which or about which I'm very very passionate are three. Number one, I do a lot of work with executive teams and boards around ensuring that the enterprise—I've introduced a new acronym here—enterprise cyber risk management program is one that is meaningful and facilitates real dialogue between the C-suite board and uh, and members of management in the organization. Oftentimes, it's the case that. Uh, uh, one one group seems to be speaking a totally different language than the other group, and there are a lot of misses and misunderstandings as a result. So, my biggest passion today is around helping uh, create uh, or uh, enterprise ECRM programs that are very very meaningful the second thing is a more tactical level is the idea of helping the management team establish uh, implement and ultimately mature their program and last but not least where we're diving today is into the uh, i'll call it operational matter of completing this enterprise-wide OCR uh, risk analysis a couple of words about Clearwater uh, we've I've alluded to them Catherine did as well in her introduction I founded the company in 2010 at the beginning of time, as often is the case, it was me, my laptop, and my knapsack uh, schlepping around helping organizations as a result of the uh, High Tech Act, uh, putting some teeth into HIPAA compliance. As, uh, a couple of years ago in 2018, we sold uh, two thirds of the company to a private equity firm uh, with whom we had just a wonderful relationship and they've invested in our growth and continue to do so. We uh, are in the marketplace, uh, focused 99.9% on healthcare. We've done a little teeny bit of work outside of healthcare, but basically working with HIPAA covered entities, business associates and hybrid entities with cyber risk management solutions and HIPAA compliance solutions. Have about 400 customers around the US. In fact, some internationally, we work with a lot of the large integrated delivery networks or health systems. And then last but not least, a point that's pertinent to today's session, we do uh, our long suit and best of breed work that we do is around this idea of the risk analysis required under the HIPAA security rule. And I'll knock wood, as I say it, with every client with whom we've worked around this, where there have been issues that have required them to do it as a result of a corrective action plan and resolution agreement, we have a hundred percent success rate on the work products and deliverables that we uh, submit to OCR. As a little side point in that regard, as uh, uh, officials in the Office for Civil Rights have left, uh, obviously in their positions there, not able to endorse Clearwater, but many of them have joined us in online Uh, web uh, sessions like this one, including former director Leanne Rodriguez, uh, former deputy director uh, Ileana Peters, among others. Um, There's some recognition that we received. Uh, Catherine has spoken about it uh, earlier. I'm just going to make one point. Uh, I started my career as an educator. I'm uh, an educator by training, a teacher at heart. Probably the proudest moment on this slide for me is over in the lower right-hand side. The software that we've developed to do uh, enterprise-wide OCR quality risk analysis is being used by so-called National Security Agency Centers for Academic Excellence, uh, which is a, a great way for us to train people out of the starting gate as to how to do this work. So as I alluded to earlier, the discussion flow is going to be as follows. Let's talk about the problem. When it comes to doing risk analysis, which is a requirement at 45 CFR 164308 A12A, the uh, risk analysis requirement. It is the first implementation specification in the first uh, standard in the first area of the HIPAA security rule. And basically what it gets at is that organizations you're dealing with electronic protected health information, that is the scope of the security rule. Lots of devices that create, receive, maintain it, transmit it, and lots of systems that do the same. And so what it all boils down to and and stated uh, very, very clearly in the preamble of the HIPAA security rule, the mission of the security rule is for the charge, I should say, to organizations, that create, receive, maintain, or transmit electronic protected health information is to ensure the confidentiality and or integrity and or availability of that information. So if we think about all of this data in all of the devices and systems that create, receive, maintain, and transmit it, what's the problem we're trying to solve? Well, think about it for a moment. What if my sensitive information is shared? What if it's impermissibly disclosed? Could that result in an adverse effect or loss of harm to me or you as an individual? Absolutely, we don't want that to happen. What if my sensitive information is not complete, not up to date, not accurate? What if someone changes it? What if someone hacks into your a brand spanking new Cerner or Epic or whatever it may be, electronic health record system, and changes your blood type the night before you're scheduled for surgery, and you need a transfusion the next day. That's not a good thing. What if someone hacks into a hospital system, uh, into the wireless network, finds their way into a wireless IV infusion pump, and uh, you're recovering from surgery, and you're wired, you're you're hooked up to the pump for purposes of pain management and morphine, and they dial up the dosage. That's a modification or a change of that data. That could be a life or death situation. And last but not least, what if my sensitive information is not there when it's needed? A so-called compromise of availability. Unless you've been on an interplanetary space mission, for the last 10 years, you have probably heard of something called ransomware. This is an attack typically by uh, a uh, adverse uh, outsider who is going to encrypt your data, hold you hostage until you pay them some handsome amount of money, at which point they'll give you the key to decrypt the data. From uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Presbyterian on the East Coast and MedStar, on the, uh, I'm sorry, the West Coast, uh, MedStar on the East Coast, we've had these attacks that have littered the landscape of healthcare. The fundamental problem that we're all trying to solve by way of the HIPAA security rule, and specifically the risk analysis, is to find all the possible ways in which there can be a compromise of confidentiality, integrity, availability. Otherwise, or I should say, without which, if we don't know all the possible bad things that can happen, how in the world are we going to fix them and what we find over and over and over again is organizations struggle and it's hard but organ and we'll talk about that organizations struggle to identify what all these risks are and then the absence of understanding what all the risks are all the potential compromises in CIA how in the world is one going to fix them this is this point here finding all these compromises that's the problem we're trying to solve with risk analysis but the problem with the problem we're all trying to solve is that it's thorny it's very difficult a few organizations are doing it properly i'm going to give you some data and facts there's a fair amount of fear uncertainty doubt misinformation confusion swirling around what constitutes a risk analysis But think about it for a moment. If you were starting up your own new company and you're serving in some capacity where you're handling, serving your customers, handling very sensitive data, let's focus on EPHI for a moment. How are you going to make decisions about what security controls to put in place until or unless you understand what your exposures are? Point three is exactly that without a risk analysis, you can't be in a place where you're going to make intelligent cyber risk management decisions. It's a very serious violation of the security rule, point four. If you don't do it, it's also, and we're seeing this crop up in cases, uh, it's a breach of your duty of care. It's a fiduciary responsibility to safeguard that information. Throw the HIPAA security rule out the window for a moment. Just think about, And by the way, individuals do not have private right of action under HIPAA, but there are more and more cases that are coming forward where HIPAA is not being invoked. What's being invoked is the executive team and board's fiduciary responsibility to and their duty of care to ensure this sensitive information is not compromised. By the way, point six, if you have failures in this area, your reputation, your revenues, your mission, your vision, your values are all at risk. I'll give you some examples of that. By the way, a lot of the examples I cited a moment ago about someone hacking into a wireless system, somebody changing a blood type in a uh, individual's record. Uh, there have been cases, there's been um, research done that shows that you can actually modify uh, images Taken the CT scan images of the lung in such a way that you can fool expert trained radiologists by virtue of removing cancerous nodules or inserting them and a misdiagnosis resulting. Bad things can happen to your patients. And then last but not least, what that puts on the hospital or the practitioner is the potential of a medical professional liability risk. So these are, this is, We've got to figure out all the bad things that can happen. And if you don't, even more bad things can happen to your patients and to your organization. The the Office for Civil Rights I mentioned before is the agency responsible for enforcing all of the HIPAA regulations to date. And if you click on this hot link, it'll take you to all the published resolution agreements, uh, corrective action plans, and or summary judgments that have occurred as HIP as the OCR has ramped up its enforcement activity over the last several years. Of the cases that are published, there are 74 of them, 52 of those cases involved electronic protected health information. And of those 52, 47 of those organizations who were asked to produce their HIPAA security risk analysis had adverse findings, they failed, 90% failed. I've said it often, if you blindfold me, parachute me into typical healthcare organization anywhere around the country, chances are nine out of 10 that I'm going to find an organization that did not do a proper bona fide uh, OCR quality risk analysis. There are many reasons for it. I've done a number of separate webinars uh, entitled Why people are getting it wrong, something along those lines. They're submitting a wrong report. They're not basing it on assets. uh, They're not being comprehensive enough. OCR has said over and over and over again, when you do this risk analysis, it has to include every, quote, unquote, information asset. We'll come to that. In every line of business, in every facility, in every location around your organization. It's not just about the EHR system. Uh, it's, organizations have been found in Point Four to not be doing a detailed enough job. I will show you the detail. Organizations are not following what OCR has put forth as guidance around getting this done. And last but not least, for many organizations, what they have done looks like a flash in the pan, a tempest in a teapot, mad rush to get this done to fulfill the requirements under the um, Electronic Health Record Incentive Program, Meaningful Use Program. Um, the work that we do, I mentioned earlier, we have a perfect track record. We do it on the basis of a soft, software platform we've developed, I'll make mention of it later, and also a methodology that we've developed that's based on the OCR guidance and on this. By the way, this is relatively recent, at the beginning of the month, Uh, uh, Roger Severino, who is now the director of the Office for Civil Rights, was interviewed uh, by Law 360, and there were a couple of comments. Uh, The theme, as you can see, the headline of the uh, interview was he sees a lot of low-hanging fruit for enforcement, but specifically as it relates to risk analysis, he says there are a lot of entities that are not doing the basic steps to make sure they have proper, for example, cybersecurity protections in place. They're not doing the comprehensive risk analysis up front. He goes on later to say, that information needs to be protected, which, en- which means entities have to do first and foremost, proper risk analysis at the front end. And so it is absolutely a laser focused area. We don't see any changes in that regard. Here's one of the reasons, this slide is about one of the reasons I cited a couple slides ago for why organizations are not getting this right. What you're looking at on the left-hand side of this slide are two sections of the HIPAA security rule. In case you're not familiar, the Nomenclature 45 Code of Federal Regulation Part 164, 300 series is the security rule, 400 series is the breach notification rule, 500 series is the privacy rule. In the security rule, there is a specific call out for first, a periodic technical evaluation Secondarily, a periodic non-technical evaluation. And finally, a risk analysis. In fact, this is actually precedes that Section A1 rather than A8, the risk analysis shows up first. Fundamentally, what I'm saying here is that the HIPAA security rule calls for three separate and distinct assessments. Call them assessments, call them evaluations, we're going to talk about risk assessment versus risk analysis a little bit later, but the point is this lends itself and has created a great deal of confusion. When when OCR asks for, and I will guarantee and bet you dinner, if you are ever subjected to an OCR investigation, when they send the letter for the data request, if your incident that you have reported involves ephi i guarantee they're going to ask for a risk analysis and what is happening is that instead of sending in the risk analysis we're going to dive into people are sending in the technical evaluation in a nutshell what does that mean you've probably heard some of these words pen testing vulnerability scans social engineering testing a wireless access point web application testing etc cetera, etc cetera. a body of technical tests that are important for you to perform on a periodic basis. They're great, they're important, they're not a risk analysis. The second thing that organizations, the other thing that organizations are sending in, misinformed about the risk analysis, is a so-called non-technical evaluation. You are required under this phrase, non-technical evaluation, to assess your compliance with the HIPAA security rule. That means stepping through Every area, every standard, every implementation spec or requirement, and basically asking three questions that emerge from the OCR audit protocol. Do you have documented policies and procedures? Number one. Number two, are you following a body? Am I enforcing those? Number three, whatever is going on, are you doing something reasonable and appropriate? The point is, you might be doing something brilliant and not necessarily have it documented in a good policy and procedure. That's an important body of work. That's required by the HIPAA security security rule, but unfortunately is not what OCR is looking for. Another thing that organizations are challenged by is what I'll call the depth and breadth with which OCR goes after and examines and evaluates a risk analysis. I'll call this the OCR quality risk analysis review. This is depth. It is cited. The the requirements of risk analysis first appear in the preamble in the security rule. They appear at that implementation spec we just looked at. OCR has published guidance about doing the risk analysis. The OCR audit protocol, which was updated uh, July a couple of years ago, uh, includes very specific requirements. The body of 52 resolution agreements, corrective action plans that involve risk analysis are there. And used, and OCR encourages people to use them for teaching tools. And then, last but not least, this guidance refers to NIST, if you're not familiar, National Institute of Standards and Technology, Special Publication 800 30, the Guide for Conducting Risk Assessment. This is the backdrop against which OCR is examining risk analyses that are submitted to them under an enforcement action of some sort. Beyond that, if we call that the depth, the breadth is what information assets that are are being spanned or included or what OCR expects to be included. There are traditional, what I'll call traditional IT assets. Maybe your electronic health record system, your pharmacy system, your radiology system, patient accounting, patient billing. Additionally, OCR is asking lots and lots of more questions about, for the typical health system, thousands of biomedical devices that have become part of the internet uh, of medical things, the IOMT. They're asking lots of detailed questions about all of your networking and computing infrastructure components, switches, routers, other network access control devices. They're asking lots of questions about cloud services, and any other third-party services you have. And then they're asking other questions about other Internet of Things devices. Here's a good example. We were working with a client, very large Midwest health system that was subjected to an OCR investigation, ultimately resulted in a corrective action plan and the requirement to do risk analysis. We're sitting across the table from the OCR investigators and they're asking questions about the HVAC system heating, ventilating, air conditioning. And we look at them and say, well, sir, uh, these systems do not create, receive, maintain, or transmit PHI. And if it were the Johnny Carson show of years ago, they might have said no, but hold their Buffalo breath, as Johnny Carson used to say to Ed McMahon. Think about this. If the HVAC system goes down, insufficient cooling is delivered to your computer center, That causes you to have to take down or, gracefully, or have servers failed. We're looking at a situation where we have no availability of very sensitive information. That's a compromise of availability. So the breadth that OCR is looking at is very, very significant. Security rule. This is hard. I'm not pretending this is easy to do. It's hard, and we're gonna to get to a solution in a moment. And I want to think. Uh, I want you to think about this. What we're going to look at uh, when we get into the solution, to do a risk analysis, you have to consider all of the information assets that create, receive, maintain, or transmit PHI. Then they include some of the items that are listed here laptops and desktops multi-function printing devices backup media you then need to consider threats that's a requirement in the security rule you need to consider all reasonably anticipated threats sometimes broken out between threat sources and threat actions you need to consider the vulnerabilities that may occur may exist in your system in terms of protecting your data and then you need to consider what controls you may or may not have in place. If you just thought, if the world were so simple that you only had 10 assets to consider, 10 threat agents, 10 threat actions, 10 vulnerabilities, and 10 controls. Well, last time I checked, that's 10 to the fifth power. That's like a hundred thousand line items that you need to consider when you do a risk analysis. But guess what? Your world's not that simple. It's millions. This is not work for the faint of heart. It's not work that can be done on a spreadsheet. It's not work that can be done walking around the building, walking around your facilities with a clipboard. So if that's the problem, what's the solution? First and foremost, many people I have found fundamentally do not understand what risk is all about. And so a little sidebar tutorial here for a moment. If you're going to solve this problem, You need to start out understanding what risk is. So here we are. Uh, We are owners of assets. Think about it from a personal point of view. Uh, We we have our home. We may have a second home. We may have uh, an investment portfolio. We may have a 529 educational fund for our children. Uh, We may have um, uh, family heirlooms, uh, fine china, jewelry. We own our assets and we value our assets. We don't want anything bad to happen to them. And the world in which we're operating, we care about as assets, things like laptops and desktops and computer systems that create, receive, maintain and transmit PHI. But let's go back to the family setting for a moment. There exist out there in the world, threat sources or threat agents and typically they're categorized as adversarial, accidental, structural, environmental. These threat sources, an environmental would be a hurricane. An adversarial would be that nefarious hacker who's trying to break into your system. Accidental might be the administrative uh, person who hits the keystroke and sends out the email announcing the new diabetes uh, treatment program with all of the addresses visible in the two field rather than blind carbon copy. Structural may be a failure of software, a failure of that HVAC, HVAC system. There are hundreds of potential threats in each of those categories. These threats could abuse, cause harm or loss or damage your assets. They give rise to threat events that increase your risk. They are in the business of exploiting weaknesses. Think about this for a moment you probably have locks on your front door if you drive out in the morning leave your front door unlocked that's a vulnerability at that moment in time if you do not have a home fire uh, heat and fire detection system that's a vulnerability should a fire break out in your home vulnerabilities are what are exploited by various threat events they lead to more risk owners who do risk analysis become aware of these vulnerabilities they find out their biggest exposures they implement controls and safeguard then end up reducing the risk this is a landscape of risk if someone enters your world and convinces you that they're going to do a risk analysis for you and this lexicon of terms assets owners threats vulnerabilities risk controls is not part of the discussion then i would ask you to do encourage you to do a double check one of the very most fundamental points to remember is in order to have risk there needs to be a triple you need to have an asset needs to be a threat needs to be a vulnerability i'm going to give a couple of simple examples of that coming up what ocr has said and i mentioned it earlier we want you to follow the guidance that we have provided Organizations are out there doing all kinds of things, pen testing, architectural assessments, uh, they're checking out their wireless LAN security, they're going through a, something called OWASP to assess their web applications, they're doing strategic assessment. Brilliant. Good work. Keep doing it. Don't. I'm not saying stop, but that's not what constitutes an OCR quality risk analysis. OCR said, if you want to do what we're asking for, follow the guidance that we provided in July of 2010. By the way, there's a hot link to that, which in turn relies on NIST special publication 800-30. And there's a hot link to that for you as well. NIST and OCR, I'm sorry, OCR and HIPAA uh, security rule and NIST call for a so-called Tier 3 information systems risk analysis, and that's what we're putting forth. In that guidance, this is now, how do we do this? In that guidance, which is a very easy to read nine page a PDF, it comes to a point where they lay out what are called nine key or nine essential elements to do a risk analysis. And they basically say, we don't care if you use Billy Bob's methodology, we don't care if you use um, uh octave octave we don't care if you use uh iso international standards organization methodology as long as you come back and you show us that what you've done is comprehensive in scope that you have documented pulled together inventoried and documented all of the information assets that create receive maintain and transmit phi that you have looked at all reasonably anticipated threats and vulnerabilities to a particular asset, that you have considered security measures that you have in place, given the above, you've considered the likelihood of that bad thing happening, and were it to happen the impact, you've gone through some algorithm and computed the level of risk for each one of those based on likelihood and impact, you've documented it, and you're periodically reviewing and updated that's the nine essential elements i've added a tenth here because we're finding ocr becoming increasingly more stringent about what they're looking for one of the key failures or many organizations is that the risk analysis is not comprehensive enough i'm not going to read this paragraph to you but the point is goes back to something i mentioned earlier when i talked about breadth. anything Any information asset that creates, receives, maintains, or transmits protected health information needs to be included. Or if it's a system like the HVAC system that could have a secondary downstream effect of compromising confidentiality, integrity, or availability, that needs to be included in your risk analysis as well. So what might the output of a risk analysis look like? Let's say I'm doing a risk analysis on the EHR system. One of the components of that system is a server. One threat source and threat event is that a hacker breaks in and exfiltrates data. He may be successful in doing that because we have a weakness or vulnerability. We're not doing encryption. Here's another one. Same asset, same threat source, hacker exfiltrates the data new vulnerability the organization doesn't have strong password policy these are the triples i was referring to before an asset a threat and vulnerability here we go someone hacks in they uh, they use certain malware to encrypt the data this is probably a ransomware attack they're able to do so because the operating system has not been updated it's not been patched here we go a careless it person changes data not intentionally this is accidental But it goes undetected because there are no integrity checks. That's a triple. Here's another one Uh, hardware is subject to uh, failures. We have a hardware head crash. The vulnerability is no data backup. We lose records uh, of 10,000 or a million people. And last but not least, we have a direct distributed denial of service attack. And the vulnerability is we don't have the capacity to accommodate all of that incoming traffic. And by the way, This is et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what do we do with these triples? We look at the likelihood of them happening. We look at the impact for it to happen, and we determine a risk level. This is a oversimplified sample partial risk register. Risk register is the quintessential output from a risk analysis. Get the picture? Here's another quick example. I won't go through every one of them, but this time I'm looking at a laptop. I'm looking at somebody stealing it. I'm looking at somebody dropping it. I'm looking at somebody. I'm a home health clinician. And this item, shoulder surfer views data because I don't have a privacy screen. And using the once you identify all the triples, using some simple arithmetic, scale of one to five likelihood, scale of one to five impact, you do a simple multiplication, you get a risk rating. This gives me, in this simple exhibit a rank ordering of my most serious to my least serious risk. In fact, in the next slide, there is a slightly better example of this, whereby, and and I know it's probably fine print and difficult, but if you look over at the very last column, you'll see a risk rating number. Purple color code is the worst of the worst. It's the highest possible likelihood, highest possible impact, it has a 25. I have some high risk, color-coded red. I have some medium, color-coded yellow. This is the quintessential work product that OCR is looking for. Organizations get to set something called their risk appetite. In this particular case, I'm saying my risk appetite is a 12. Anything that's a 12 or below, I'm going to typically, uh, generally accept that. If it's above, I'm going to take another action the four typical choices once you understand all your risk are to accept the risk, avoid it, no more laptops, mitigate it by implementing encryption as an example, and or transferring it. And the transfer is usually done by way, oftentimes by way of uh, increasing the limits on your cyber liability insurance. This is a screen grab out of the software I alluded to before that fundamentally has helped hundreds of organizations nail this down exactly according to the requirements that are spelled out in that NIST, uh, I'm sorry, the OCR guidance document. Be able to demonstrate that it's comprehensive in scope, you have a full complete inventory, you've examined threats and vulnerabilities, you've looked at the current security controls you have in place, the upshot of which is once you know the above You can determine then the likelihood of a bad thing happening and the impact were to occur, come up with a risk rating, and then have a system that finalizes documentation and enables you to do periodic reviews and updates. This is an OCR quality risk analysis. We do a lot of separate deep dive demos of how we go about this using the software that are uh, too much and beyond the scope of what we're trying to achieve today but following the OCR guidance and following what's spelled out in turn, the OCR guidance refers to NIST Special Publication 800-30 will get you home and successful with the OCR. And more importantly, more importantly, that which is shown on this slide, being compliant with HIPAA, I mean, I'll turn to the east and north and towards Washington and pay appropriate homage. To the requirements under the HIPAA security rule and all the fine work that the Office for Civil Rights is trying to do. But that's important. That's not the leading event. This is about saving your patients. This is about protecting your balance sheet. This is about preserving your reputation. And of course, it's complying with the regulation. Cyber risk management has emerged in pretty much every major global survey that is done as a top 5 risk in fact number 1 risk by virtue of many of those surveys that organizations are facing today and the point of of this slide is that while yes i pointed out earlier this is kind of an operational thing this has very broad strategic implications for your organization whoops let me just go back here and i would encourage you as you have conversations about doing something uh, like a risk analysis, while it may sound very techy and irrelevant to the broader business issues that the organization is facing, it's not. This has emerged to be a C-suite and a board issue. Now, as it relates to uh, a couple of examples about protecting your balance sheet and the implications of this, Uh, St. Joseph Healthcare, several years ago, got in deep water with the Office for Civil Rights. There was an investigation. They ended up going into a settlement agreement with OCR, paid the U.S. government $2.1 million. That was the tip of the iceberg. They went on to have a class action lawsuit. They had to reserve money for identity theft losses, credit monitoring. They had to do things that they should have done to begin with, Uh, they had attorney's fees. All in all, $37.5 million. Here's another example. You may have heard about the Anthem breach in 2015, roughly 78 million million records were impermissibly disclosed. This was the biggest ever OCR settlement occurred in 2018, $16 million. Look at some of the other costs that we've gathered by way of various publicity, uh, press releases. Uh, The punchline, the bottom line, is that Anthem has spent $424 million. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that's beginning to look like a lot of money. And unfortunately, we haven't seen in any of the Securities and Exchange Commission reports the full accounting for what this data breach actually costs uh, Anthem. This is way bigger than a HIPAA compliance issue. In fact, for years now, I've been using a slide that looks like this. All of a sudden, uh, lots of organizations got religion around 2010 with the High Tech Act being uh, passed in February 2009. Organizations said, whoa, it looks like OCR is getting serious about this. Fast forward to 2015, among others, uh, Anthem, the year of the mega breaches, there were 112 million records impermissibly disclosed and reported to OCR I think there's a lot of winking going on. I think there's a lot of under-reporting going on, but just take it on face value. All of a sudden, organizations started to say, this is a serious security and enterprise cyber risk management issue. Fast forward 2018, patient safety began to be discussed in the context of cyber risk. And now what we're hearing from the progressive organizations is that they're looking for this becoming a medical professional liability issue. Um, I don't know exactly what to call it, so I'll use this phrase. The first cyber-driven medical malpractice lawsuit, I think, is in front of us in the not-too-distant future. I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone, but I think it's around the corner just because of the dependency that we have all placed by way of our investments in technology, which I'm a huge fan of. I'm just saying, you can't just slam all the new technology in without taking appropriate action as it relates to the risk associated with uh, preserving confidentiality, integrity, and availability. Some resources available to you, uh, 30-minute guide to hiring the best risk analysis company. Uh, it's a and a uh, type paper that allows you to actually set up a comparative analysis. Uh, also, I've mentioned to the, uh, the software that we have developed that is served by uh, many, many organizations, hundreds of organizations very, very well in completing an OCR quality risk analysis. Um, One thing I would offer up uh, as a thought, if you uh, have concerns or doubts about the quality of the risk analysis that has been performed in your organization over which you may or may not have control depending on your role in the organization, we actually go through something we call an OCR risk analysis and risk management review. And we do that analysis on the basis of all the requirements that I cited uh, previously, as well as all of our field work that we have done with dozens of organizations subjected to uh, OCR uh, enforcement action. So uh, if that may be of any value to you, we'd certainly uh, appreciate, it. Let, just let us know. We'll be happy to take a look. Uh, Over the course of this session, I've provided a number of uh, resources. I think there may be some uh, that appeared previously that are listed here as well, but there are some new ones also. Uh, If you want to see what an OCR quality risk analysis report, we call it findings, observations, recommendation report, looks like we've put dozens of these in front of OCR in a past muster. There's a sample of that for you, the guidance I mentioned, et cetera.